Benny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. News Talk 1010, News Talk, News Talk 1010, that's where you are. I'm not quite ready yet, so I'm singing, pretending that I'm in a jovial mood when actually I'm doing a little bit of research on what I'm talking about. Whoops, let the can out of the bag. All right, ready. Um, let's take it from here. Good evening and welcome to the Vinnie White Show. It's an hour-long, scintillating, wondrous, beautiful thing. It's not actually an hour long, is it? Because once you take the ads out and this intro bit and all the rest of it, it's probably about 45 to 50 minutes. That classic man. Always elongating things. <laughs> it's funny because I was talking about willies. Um, hello, Elliot. How are you? Not too bad, sir. How are you doing? Um, I am good. It's uh, nine minutes past nine. We're a bit later than usual. Is that your doing? Uh, yeah, there were, speaking of ads, there were ads to play, and I played them. Well, hmm. Chicken or the egg? Ex- exactly. Chicken. And I'm the egg. Um, if you want to text the egg, you can text me on 71010. And if you want to phone the show, 416-872-1010. And also you can t- uh, call Star Talk 8255. My name's Vinny. That's Elliot. He's the producer. What's, what else do they What do you want? Do you want to know what's coming up, I suppose? I'm going to talk about Via Rail. Uh, I'm going to talk about the Pan Am Games. And I'm going to talk about bar staff wearing kilts. And also we talk about everyone's favourite and cheerfulest country, North Korea. All that coming up on the Vinnie White Show. Uh, Via Rail. Let's start with a good, shall we? Um, There's a few. I like to think of it as the five W's. Wi-Fi, wine, water closet, windows and whoosh. All good things. Wi-Fi. Why would you want to sit in a stuffy hot car, particularly if you can't use an HOV lane, when you can tittle-tattle on the intertubes? Wine. You can get wine. A wee woman comes down with a trolley. It's overpriced. And it's probably Ontarian, because we live in a Nazi state. But no, it's not. (laughs) Um, And there's the water closet, which, you know, you don't get that unless you pull off the highway, do you? So that's a bonus. Actually, yesterday when I was on Via Rail, it wasn't too smelly. It was nice. It's quite big as well in there. Windows. It's got them. Now, admittedly, so do most vehicles. Not last time I checked. Um, but, you know, the view's nicer than the highway. And finally, whoosh. Wi-Fi, wine, water closet, windows, and whoosh for speed. From Ottawa to Toronto in just over four hours. Try that. So it's good. And I've been selling my house in Ottawa. So I've been going forwards and backwards a lot to Ottawa um, Toronto, and I've done every possible, well, not every possible form of transport. I haven't taken a dog. I haven't gone on a St. Bernard or a deer. In fact, if we're really going to be scrutinous about this, I've only taken a selection of three or four possible transport modes. Very limited. I haven't used a horse. I haven't used a cannon. Um, But I have tried everything that's, you know, fairly common. And Via Rail has, until relatively recently, probably been my transport mode of choice. $70. Bargain. So, in a nutshell, it's usually quite good. 
But yesterday, it was a complete and utter disaster. I mean, the first thing I always notice when I walk into a Via Rail train is the amount of staff that it takes to get you to that train. Four people yesterday told me what where my car was. Right For a start, I don't know why I need that. Just paint a number on the side of the car and then put that number on my ticket or on a screen and I'll just find it. I'm really clever like that. So that's four jobs we could do away with. Um, now, before boarding a Via train, they sometimes weigh your bag, which I've always found really weird because I think that Via think that their trains are planes. I don't know quite why we feel the need to weigh bags. I understand conceptually the limit but i don't really understand it's 23 kilograms or 50 pounds um a freight train using the same rail line by the way is uh, 5000 feet long or 1.54 kilometers and weighs 7000 tons i'm not sure we need to worry about the weight of our bags i think we'll just be all right because some people are gonna have really heavy bags and some will have light so it's all right isn't it so if mine's two kilograms over why not just pass it back to the dude behind me or just put it in my own handbag. Yes. It's a phase I'm going through. But um, I was thinking as well, by the way, if everyone had a maximum weight bag of the maximum weight, which is 23 kilograms or 50 pounds, being that a freight train weighs 7,000 tonnes, you would need 310,000 bags at full weight to thereby cause a slight problem. <laughs> Now, I know freight trains can take more weight than a Via train, but you, you don't weigh the passengers. The fella next to me, honestly, he nearly ate me when he yawned. He was massive. And also, recently, I've porked out a bit, so I'm carrying. I, I don't mind paying more for that. I have. I've got... Do you see that, Elliot? Do you think it's a bit... I know I'm sounding like a bit of a paranoid dude, but do you think that's a bit bigger than it used to be? I can't... No, I was going to say, I don't see any real significant difference. Would you say I'm a svelte man? Yeah. I would say uh, you, you keep a, a sensible shape. I think it's my posture, though, because when I do this, I'm breathing a lot and sort of thinking about what I'm saying. I know it'll be a shock to some people. So that keeps the old belly in. But when I sometimes catch myself when I'm watching the couch and I'm like, who cut their belly off and attached it to mine? <laughs> you know? It's yeah. when I'm sat down. Oh, okay. It sort of flops about, you know? Okay, yeah, maybe that's a different position scenario, yeah. Mm. Anyway, um... I was slightly worried when the woman came down with the trolley and she had the radio on her belt. And I just overheard... Uh, by this point, the train had stopped, by the way, just outside Kingston. And I heard this message that said, well, I, I just don't know what the hell's going on. And I thought, that's never what you want to hear. I mean, I'd rather hear it on a train than a plane, but you never want to hear it. And then I heard this... Honestly, no one's telling me anything. To the point where she got embarrassed... And turned the radio down. And I thought, mm, that's worrying. We've stopped. And that message just happened. And then a guy comes over the, the proper system, you know. And he says, uh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Excuse the accent. It's the best I can do. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm afraid I do have very bad news for you. Because uh, he was, uh, does he sound American? Doesn't he? No, I think like you're Ontarian somewhat in there. Do you? Somewhat, yes. If you dig out the American. And, uh. I got I got some pretty bad news for you here. Uh, it turns out there's a derailment up ahead of a freight train, and for that reason, we're going to struggle uh, along the track here. And then the next stop is is Kingston, where we're probably going to be for one to two hours. Right. 
you're not going to be one to two hours because of that word you just used, derailment. Right? <laughs> and the other words you used, freight train. Now, I don't work in locomotion, but a derailed freight train sounds like more than an hour to me and more than two. So, you know, I'm a fairly worldly chap. So I got off at Kingston. I was the only guy to get off the train. And I thought, oh, maybe it will go later, but I'm not risking it. I'm going to have to find alternative means. And so I started Googling for a Greyhound. I think I, I wrote it down here. Where is it? $268. That's what the Greyhound bus was from Kingston to Toronto. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave it. Um, and then there was, well, I was trying to think of alternatives, you know, and I was thought, is it wrong to hitchhike? Because I don't mind paying someone, and I'm a bloke, so it's, you know, it's probably not that worrying for me. So I started thinking about that, and then this guy just came in and goes, hey, I'm going to Toronto Union Station. I've got a minivan out front. Does anyone want to come? 60 bucks. I'm like, absolutely. So I just, I nearly tackled him to the ground. I went outside. He had a minivan running. Turns out he dropped his wife off to get a train somewhere else and happened to be going to Toronto in a minivan. He said that. I mean, to be honest, he might have just heard it and thought this is a unique and wonderful business opportunity and good for him, frankly. So he, I'm getting in his car and there's loads of other people that have now got off the train and are thinking, well, this seems like a really good idea. And I, they're all waiting for someone to do it first and I'm that guy. So they're like, well, he's going. And so if he's going to get physically attacked, then, you know, he's in the front next to him. So I'm probably going to be all right. So it slowly filled up. And then this woman came out that worked for Via and said, are you... Um, are you the driver of this car? And I'm like, well, no, otherwise I'd probably be in the driver's seat. She didn't take kindly to that. And she said, um, you're performing an illegal operation. By going in this man's vehicle, you're breaking the law. And I said, well, what's the law that I'm breaking? I mean, I'm sure he's breaking the law because he probably hasn't got insured to take passengers that he doesn't know. And he's, in a sense, operating as a bus. But don't know if I am as a consumer. Let me know if you're a policeman or someone that works in the legal area. Because I don't think I was don't think anyway i don't care because i want to go home and also you know the rules have changed because that train won't work because someone has derailed a freight train now shouldn't we be thinking about that someone's definitely done something wrong there this bloke's just helping out so i proclaimed he was my friend i said he's my, he's a friend of mine in a sort of opposite judas moment in my life and i said he's loyal he's a servant to me and i'm going to use him. And she said, well, that's funny because you just gave him $60. And I said, yes, for gasoline. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, I'm just defending myself. I don't care because I'm going anyway. And she went mad. She was like, you're performing a legal operation, so you need to move your vehicle immediately. Your train doesn't work. It's stuck there and will be for at least eight hours. Turned out it was actually 10. So the goalposts have moved. Things have changed. This is a new scenario. Unless you can get me a bus, sharpish, I'm not interested in law. So we had this real to-do, and <laughs> she ended up, you know these people that know they're not going to win, so they say, it's like, the, you know, it's like when you have an argument with a loved one, and they say something that you're going to do anyway. So when you're walking out, they go, and I want you to live! Well, I am leaving! And that's what she did to him. She was like, get in your car with these people and drive away, and don't come back for several hours. Well, that's sort of the plan. <laughs> That's, that's exactly what you know I'm doing. <laughs> so he went, and um, I was in. I was. I actually moved to the back because I gave my seat up to um, another guy, 
who I didn't realise at the time, but he was incredibly drunk. Incredibly drunk. Loved the chat. I always know when people are drunk, A, because he hummed of, of booze and he slurred his words. But the first thing he said was, A son? A son? No, you ask? I assume you're asking me if I'm Australian. No, I'm British. And he said, Sounds the same. It's the same. Uh... Oh, thank God, I'm not sat next to you. So he, he chatted his way through the whole trip and annoyed the driver for about three hours. And um, I got home on time. Well, I was a couple of hours late, obviously, and $60 down. But get me money back off the old Vias. But it got me thinking about derailment. So I looked it up because it's the, the announcement on the train said there's a derailment of a freight train near Coburg. So I typed into the old googly poos, derailment train Coburg. So about 10 results. And many of them were over various other years. And it turns out in Canada, it's just very hard to keep a train on a track. I don't know if there isn't enough flange on the wheels. Love that word, any excuse to use it. But uh, I, d I don't know. Do you butter your trains here? Do you butter the lines? What is going on? What are you lubing? Hmm. There's too much lube. So uh, loads of derailments, and we know about the more shocking ones in recent years, particularly in Quebec. So it got me thinking, I don't know. I know it's not Veer's ra rear rail's fault, per se, for a derailment. It is Veer's rail's fault for saying it'll be one to two hours. An idiot could see that that wasn't the case. I am one, and I knew. So there you are, a more human way to travel. I think it should be a more human-powered way to travel. Walk. That's essentially the way forward. I've never liked that slogan, a more human way to travel, from Veer Rail. I've never liked it. I don't even want to travel in a, in a human way. Sling me in the back of a truck full of straw and I'll eat apples out of a bucket. Just get me there and do it for a hundred bucks. I'm all right with that. Anyway, I'm here now and uh, I'm sure you're all in enormous relief. Text your uh, Via Rail tales to 71010. Um, someone says, is it driver error? Speed? Possibly. I don't know. Yeah. Um... Via is checking for gold. Says someone. Uh, on Twitter, there was lots of updates about it only being one to two hours, says someone. Um, I was stuck on that train, or at least another one similar. Yeah, there were. There was two and a half thousand people stuck yesterday. And the problem is, I felt really sorry for them because I was quite lucky to get in this guy's car. Everyone else that's stuck on that train eventually got off because they were told to. And onto buses. It's hard to get a bus at short notice during the Pan Am Games, it turns out. So a lot of people were 10 to 14 hours late getting home. And of course, VRL don't pay for accommodation. I'm not sure they should because it wasn't technically their fault. They just used the track from CN. But nonetheless, a very difficult day for a lot of people. When we come back, we talk about the Pan Am Games. A far more cheerful subject because things are going jolly well there. You're listening to News Talk 1010. <laughs> You're tuned in to The Vinny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Quite a lot of people were defending Via Rail, which is good. I'm really pleased to hear that. Uh, I've never had a problem with Via Rail, says someone. Uh, Via Rail get me to and from Montreal every week with almost no fuss. Fantastic. No, I'm, I'm really pleased to hear that. It wasn't a campaign of hate by any means. And usually they're really good to me as well. Sometimes, if you get really lucky, you can get a business class ticket for cheaper than a regular ticket. Free booze. 
back of the net. Perfect. Um, and another, oh well, of course there was all. It was going quite well. Then the new text comes in. We are pure evil. Says someone else. <laughs> no, no reasoning. I don't know. Maybe they are. Uh, I went to the Pan Am Games today. I saw the Taekwondo. Uh, I'm trying to get to a few games. Taekwondo was amazing. I saw that it was the female Taekwondo, where you have to be under 49 kilograms, which is uh, two suitcases on Veer Rail, or 108 pounds. Yeah, so obviously they were female. Um, less than 108 pounds. And Taekwondo is really good to watch. It's a great one, actually, where... Um, you get a certain amount of points for kicking in the head and kicking in the body area. I would not like to meet one of those girls, and they are girls. I don't know what age they are. They looked about 16. But 16 years old, 108 pounds, she would turn me into peanut butter. It was amazing. And uh, so far, I've been very pleased to say that the games were, from my point of view at least, I hope you feel the same, have gone very well. I went to the um, X, the exhibition place, which of course is one of the venues for various things, including beach volleyball. And they had a band going on out there and all the usual food that will kill you in about three seconds. It was fantastic. Loved it. And you know, like when you go to a lot of outdoor venues and you have a beer, you have to be segregated like cattle behind a fence and there's like I once went to one in Ottawa and it had three fences <laughs> in case you in case you made it over the first one and the second one <laughs> I thought it was beer hurdles anyway it, it's not like that so if you want to walk around with a beer you're not um you're not forced to feel like you're doing something incredibly criminal so it's, it's a good venue and I was very pleased with it and uh, I have to say so far despite the incessant moaning that has been the overpriced evil Pan Am Games I think it's going quite well, isn't it? I know the traffic's going well, so let me know if your experience is on the text as well, 7, 10, 10. Um, probably about as many, just a, a very quick poll for those just closing that topic on Via Rail. I would say there's as many lovers as there are haters of the Via Rail uh, performance, uh, which, given people's tendency to moan about things as opposed to praise things, means that probably, if we were to do a bell curve test, they come off across all right. You tend to find that most hotel reviews are either five or one. Very few people can be bothered if it was like a three or a four. So as such is life and the tendency to grumble, which is very much part of the Vinnie White show. Have you heard about this bar in Scotland? Male bar staff at a bar in Scotland have stopped wearing kilts because they claim some female customers have been groping them while they worked. Staff at Hootenannies in Inverness, wore traditional tartan to give the venue more of a Scottish ambiance, of course. Some female customers have been getting a little bit too close for comfort. It's a bar which specialises in all things Scottish, but male staff members at Hootenannies have called time on kilt-wearing because of the harassment they receive from groups of women determined to get to the bottom of that age-old question. If I'm out getting glasses, uh and we're wearing the, the kilt, then you'll find that uh, sort of groups and parties of women will ask if you're a true Scotsman or not. And towards the end of the night, they'll just end up finding out for themselves. When your hands are full, there's a the simple sort of gesture of just sort of grabbing the bottom of the kilt and lifting it up and having a wee look, but there's the more adventurous types that go full, full up under. <laughs> the bar owners say it's sexism and it wouldn't be tolerated if the tables were turned. While local kilt makers sympathise, they fear for the future of Highland dress if the bad behaviour isn't nipped in the bud. 
these ladies should behave themselves. Uh, because after all, it's one of these things that when you're in company, I know it's difficult at times when the drink is flowing, but I think they should be a wee bit cautious sometimes of what they're, what they're doing. And of course, we often say there's nothing worn under the kilt because everything's in good working order. The kilt maker is urging the barmen to reconsider their stance, along with tourists who come to the Highlands in search of some true Scotsmen. I would love to see men in their kilts and I would never check under them. <laughs> I don't think, no matter how drunk I got. <laughs> Unfortunately, if some people ruin it for a few of us, it ruins it for all. So it'd be a lot nicer to see some action taken against the patrons that do that stuff instead of ruining it for yeah. the guys here that get to wear the kilt. Yes. Hootenanny's bar staff say tartan shorts or trousers will offer them the best protection for now. But local kilt makers are telling bar managements that there is one weapon they could still produce. They say this Highland broadsword could act as a deterrent to keep the ladies at bay. Jackie O'Brien reporting Scotland, Inverness. Hey. Um, the Highland broadsword that she held up there was um, probably about four or five foot long um, and a very sharp, pointy silver sword, which in some ways may well protect the old meat and two veg, but, you know, one wrong move with that, <laughs> you might not have any. So I think if you are concerned that wearing a kilt will get women groping your gentleman's bits, then it's time for new invention. It's time for electric underwear. Have you got a wee problem with the ladies grabbing your carrot and your haggis? Would you like the ladies to take their unwelcome hands out of your undercarriage quickly? Fed up with other people trying to toss your keeper? Then you need new electric underwear for men. Hey, electric underwear for the lads. Well, give that cheeky wee cow the shock of her life. Watch as she gets a shock. Literally from you, the joke. Keep your brack putting in its place while she has 50 volts of don't touch that. Watch as she shoots across the room with embarrassment and hopefully a hint of smoke. Electrify the ladies that try to grab your Scottish junk. Keep your wee lovely kilt kittens dangling while they should be encased in a force field of frigid electricity. Ladies will never grab your Highland junk again with new electric underwear. Brought to you the, by the people that brought you the bra siren. Also brought to you by the people that brought you the bum squeeze automatic pepper spray. Electric underwear. Get your hands out, me kilt. I was in that car yesterday. Um, that guy that was called me Australian said um, that he'd been to Manchester in Northern England and he didn't understand anyone. And I thought, my God, if you'd have kept going to Glasgow, what would have happened there? <laughs> if you're drawing the line there, stay south of London. Actually, stay in Canada. Um, when we come back, have we got to do another group, uh, another break? Not yet, necessarily. No. How's your week going? What are you up to? Is everything uh, right? Yeah, it's all right. I'm uh, looking forward to, uh, it was mentioned to pay 
see an anti-ballasts band on uh, Wednesday. It's an Afrobeat band from Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They sound like, uh, well, yeah, I could pull them up. Is that all right or what? Yeah, why not? Is this part of the Pan Am thing? Yes. They're uh, playing as part of the free concert. Um, Would that be at the exhibition? That's, uh, yeah, that's the, the zone. They had a, a Beach Boys tribute band there today. They're pretty good. Yeah, and you remember you mentioning that. So hold on a sec. Sounds a bit like the Blues Brothers <laughs> meets the Doors. Uh, yeah, I will. I, I, yeah, that's an interesting description for it. But they, it's based on the music of Fela Kuti, who was a Nigerian musician, oh, yeah. who uh, was also a political maverick, and um, the army tried to kill him. He threw his mother out a window. It's big. There's a whole documentary about it. I don't know what to do with this information. Yeah. It's, it, I'm it, just processing it at the moment. Yeah, I'm just giving background on what anti-ballast is, uh, yeah. is all about. I mean, it's hard to hear the, the sound of someone whose mother's been thrown out of the window, but now you mention it. Yes. But since we're doing the music, actually, you know what you need, right? Because you, you're a worldly man, aren't you, Elliot? I, I think so. What you need to hear, mate, sometimes in life, is a British spin on things. Now... I hope that I'm not overtly patriotic to my ex-nation, but sometimes I hear things and I think, oh, now that's an interesting take. Take, for example, a bit of a classic. You know, you remember the Sugar Hill Gang? A hip, hop, a hip, a hip, a dip. Exactly. Is this the original? Good. So you should be familiar with this. Integral part of hip-hop's history. And one of the best bass lines of all time. Wick, 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 wick. Taken from Chic, actually. I said the hip hop, the hip it, the hip it, the hip hip hop. You don't stop the rocker to the bang bang boogie. Say up, jump the boogie to the rhythm of the boogie to beat. Now what you hear is not a test. It's nice, isn't it? To the beat. And me, the groove, and now what you need sometimes is you need a British spin on things. You see, Elliot. So imagine if we got that and we put it through a British filter. What will come out the other end? Hip hop, hip hip, hip 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 hop, or you don't stop. Rocking to the bang bang boogie, say up jump the boogie to the rhythm of the boogity beat. Now what you hear is not a test, I'm rapping to the beat. And me, the groove, and my charms are going to try to move your feet. You see, I am Mr. B, and I'd like to say hello. hello. To the black, to the white, the red, and the brown, the purple, and yellow. But first, I've got a bang bang, the boogie to the boogie, say up jump the boogie to the bang bang boogie. Let's rock, you don't stop, rock the rhythm that'll make your body rock. Well, oh. so. so there you are, you see, this is what you need. Called Mr. B, and he uh, slightly moves things in a more sort of gentlemanly direction. Even you may have heard that little addition of just a little slice of banjo as well. Pinstripe jacket, picnic basket, you're there. I wonder what he could do with uh, another classic. Let's have a bit of LL Cool J Classic. But if you pop it through the old British filter, stick it in one side, give it a turn, wonder what comes out the other side. Don't call 
sorry to come back. I've been here for years, rocking my peers and putting some in fear. Making the tears rain down like a monsoon. Listen to the bass go boom explosion. Overpowering, over the competition. I'm tarding, record shot. When I drop these lyrics that'll make you call the cops. Don't you dare stare, you better move. Don't ever compare me to the rest that have all been sliced and diced. Competition's paying the price. I'm going to knock you out. Mother says knock you out. I'm going to knock you out. Mother says knock you out. Every now and then you just need a quick injection of humility and gentlemanliness and you can clean up even the most riff-raff of gangster rap. Uh, that was Mr B, if you're interested in more. Uh, when we come back, we will be talking more music. I don't know where the show's going today. I don't know if it's as good as last week. I think we last week we put the, the marker was way too high and we sort of shot ourselves in the foot there. It's a really good show. The podcast is out. If you're getting bored of this one, just tune into last week's. It was brilliant. Well, it's kind of like how LeBron James will have a really good game, but, you know, the next game's not going to be maybe the same. Maybe that's a good message for our listeners. Like, if you think, if you ever hear one of my shows and you think, God, that was a good one, just don't bother the next week. <laughs> it's just, it's tough. It's like the Beatles, man. They put out, you know, so many Rubber Soul and then Sgt. Pepper's. Like, what's after that? What was after that? I think it was Let It Be. I, I can't. I mean, you're British, don't you? Don't they teach you this stuff yeah, in, like, grade two? <laughs> what do they think they do in the history lessons? Teach you the back catalogue of the Stones and the Beatles? I just, I don't know. We've I mean, got quite a lot of history to learn outside of the scope of music. We learn about uh, Louis Riel and uh, the fur trade, and that's about it. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I met, I met a woman in Canada. I think I talked about this on the radio once. She was. I went on a date with her, and she'd never heard of Charles Darwin. That date lasted, I think it was three minutes. <laughs> That's an excuse, isn't it? If 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 someone, if you don't listen, if you don't know who Charles Darwin is, you're not actually welcome to listen to this show. Yes, turn you it know, off. I'm happy to lose a listener or two, and I hope it is only one or two. And if you don't know who Charles Darwin is, and you're still listening, I said leave. How dare you? No, we don't learn about the Beatles, mate. But I admit, I see what your your general driving point is that just don't try that hard. Don't do that good. And then you've, you've, your expectations are lower. Once you've done a good job, just kick it for a bit. Yeah. Well, that's why I go on holiday so much. Because I only do it when I've done a good show. And then I go away for a few weeks. So technically, well, I shouldn't be here this week. Ah, <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, I should be on vacation and then everything would be all right. But I appear to be here. Well, I tell you what, it's a good job it's not live and this isn't coming out. Whew. I know, I know. <sighs> Results. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about uh, what's going in North Korea because it's, um, whilst it's a tragic and sad and warped, twisted, bizarre country, it's also funny. <laughs> Tuned in to the Vinny White Show on In Depth Radio News Talk 1010. So I think it's about that time before we got into the next section that we did a definitely impromptu ad that we've never done before. I wonder who it could be for. Elliot, um, the other day you were telling me you had a few uh, few walls in your house. Did yes, you? I, ha I have a few walls and I and there's nothing on them and I hate it. 
Oh, if only we could find a solution. I find it weird that we, we did find a solution last week, but you haven't done anything about it. I forget what, even, uh, what the solution was. I need a refresher reminder. Oh, do you mean that you need to be refreshed and reminded about how to make those walls in your house prettier? Exactly. That's... Oh, well, I can tell you again, Elliot. It's weird that you've got such a bad memory. I know. It's, it's bizarre. You know what's really weird is that you won't remember this again next week and all future weeks. I think I'm slated to forget this very constantly. Well, never mind, because I'll do my best to remind you about MrPhotoCanvas.com. MrPhotoCanvas.com, a place that you can get your images blown up on canvas. Sounds great. And it'll fix the wall problem. Yeah. I just think it's getting a bit boring doing this every week. And it's really important because it is my company and, you know, I need business. Otherwise, I can't buy shoes. But we're getting the word out. Exactly. Just think perhaps we should do it in a random accent every different week. Oh, that's right. Didn't we have a wheel that we were spinning in an imaginary world? Yeah. Like uh, Jamaican at one one point. We did that. So (laughs) what should we do this week? Uh, See, I'm limited. Um, I I need to... Anyone else in there want to shout an accent out? Accents. uh, Any accent suggestions? Worst uh, <laughs> radio we've ever done. I uh, I don't know. I mean, it's it's all right. Think of a country that begins with a letter. Which one have you thought of? Uh, we can do you can do like a French accent. Oh, we, I mean, if you want to offend the Quebec market, we could do a Quebecer accent. Oh, you know what? I'm going to stick with mainland France just okay. to be on the safe side. Right. Okay. Um, I just don't feel a man sh- uh, that's not originally born here right has yet earned the respect right. to be able to tease the Quebecers. <laughs> Plus. Let's be honest, they're touchy. Yes, yeah, exactly. They can get up and leave. And the French are far enough away. So That's for true. that reason, hey, why don't you use MrPhotoCanvas.com? Yes, this uh, sounds like a good idea. Yes, this is one of the things that I like to do. I drink wine, I have cheese, and make irrational stereotypes. Yes. And then I use MrPhotoCanvas.com <laughs> to blow up my canvases for an incredible deal. There's a little bit of Hong Kong in there, too. It <laughs> went a long way to the east. Yeah, it's... Yeah, but no, I yeah, but it's a great service, and I want those walls covered in canvases. Okay, well, if only I could remember the website address. What was it, Elliot? MrPhotoCanvas.com. Enough of this. Right, moving on. A Slovenian pop group called Leibach uh, will be the first foreign band to perform in everyone's favorite republic. It's the republic that isn't the republic. It's North Korea. Yes, a Slovenian pop band, Leibach, will be the first band in recorded history from outside North Korea to play inside North Korea. Well done, you. Um, they will play two concerts concerts in Pyongyang in August in front of 2,000 people, which isn't that many people, so they're probably just, you know, guys at the top. Because I don't, I, don't, I don't know about you, but I'm confident... North Korea isn't the best location for a crazy music festival. I don't remember Oasis, Blur or the Tragically Hip ever playing. Uh, but the concert programme will include some of Leibach's hits over the 35-year career um, and North Korean folk songs. Huh. Now, Leibach have a tendency to wear military uniforms on stage and they do it as a critique of totalitarian ideology. Now, when I think North Korea, I think bad haircuts, state executions, totalitarian ideology, brainwashing, concrete, sanctions, mad despots. I don't know if they're that into irony. I just don't feel it. You know, 
If you think, like, if you were going to do a night of stand-up comedy and you could pick your audience, you wouldn't go, you know who loves a laugh? The old, uh, the old dynasty at the top of the regime in North Korea. They love a chuckle. They like walking around factories pointing at things. They're good at that. They like being repeated and replicated in brass. Cracking at that. They like miserable concrete and starving their entire population. Risque, but they're good at it. Whereas uh, their tendency to, to understand the irony of a band wearing a military uniform that's anti-totalitarian, it might not happen. Um, now, there's a Norwegian manager of this event uh, who's friends with the Slovenian pop band, and he says that in North Korea, they will be unconventional. He also goes on to say, North Korea understands unconventional. I'll give you that. <laughs> that is true. Well, North Korea always understands unconventional. It doesn't tend to understand conventional. Um, he said that they will be performing songs uh, from their back catalogue, the Leibach back catalogue, as well as uh, other songs from the sound of music. The hills are alive with the sound of a regime? I don't know. It's difficult to say. Now, I'd never heard of Leibach, but you had, hadn't you, Elliot? Yes, I'm familiar with them by reputation mostly as being like a more serious version of Ramstein in some ways. Ramstein, the German band that... Du, du hast, du hast sie, that yes, I, I don't know if the, if the band or their fans would appreciate that comparison, but when I first learned of them, I thought, oh, this reminds me of Ramstein, but it's a little more serious. Yeah. Well, maybe I'm being a bit overjudgmental with the event because they're not the only people uh, that are going to be there. Also at the event, the most popular hits in North Korea performed by the all-girl North Korean band, Moronbong. Um, Moronbong, which is actually a girl band from home soil, North Korea. Who would have thought it? God, you, you want that gig to go well, don't you? You want that gig to go okay. Can you imagine the conversation of the girls afterwards? Do you think the, uh, do you think the Supreme Leader liked us? I'm pretty sure we're about to find out when that fat man with silly hair either shoots us or makes us colonels in the military. We'll find out any second. So I was quite interested as to what they sound like. And I thought, you know, being that they proclaim that they are, in a sense, a parody of all things totalitarian and regimental, they're probably quite fluffy, you know. Obviously... They did mention that they were thinking about doing songs from the sound of music. So I found a song. It's called America. And I thought, oh, there's one thing North Korea like. It's the United States of America, right? So they'll probably be over the moon when this band play this song. Maybe it's a celebration of all things American. So the land of the Slovenian band Leibach, who will be the first band in history to perform in North Korea from outside North Korea. An interesting choice. It's probably just an ode to all the things that are wonderful about the United States. Invention of flight, air conditioning, McDonald's. They're just being nice, aren't they? You. 
to the last like 10 seconds in case you're in any doubt the end of history the end of time the end of family the end of crime we'll see what happens in North Korea but it was quite a reasonable choice for the North Koreans I think yeah they weren't going to go for Don Henley Brian Adams it's just not their thing. Um, so let's, let's see what happens. Um, the uh, guy that organised the band going there and is organising part of this music concert uh, says both the country of North Korea and the band have been portrayed by some as fascist outcasts. The truth is that both of them are misunderstood. Right, I don't think so. I've never been accused of being a fascist outcast. Might be because I don't wear a military uniform and chant about death to the West while making statues of me. You know, statues of me and my family that I haven't killed. Out of gold and brass, while the people of my nation starve. Don't get me wrong, Donald Trump is an arsehole, but I'm just, I'm looking for some middle ground. You know, somewhere in the middle would be nice. Uh, it also coincides with the 17th anniversary of the Korean Peninsula's liberation from Japanese colonisation. Coincidence. But wasn't it Dennis Rodman that became friends with... Kim Jong-un? Yeah, yeah, he flew there and uh, they played b-ball. How did that happen? I don't know, but it's happened a few times. Right. Because that's unlikely, isn't it? He's exactly the right kind of stupid, isn't he? Where he thinks, that seems like a nice guy. All right, so he's got a couple of missiles. Whatever. We've all got a couple of missiles. Um, but he's, is he still friends with him now? Yeah, no, he's uh, been reduced to tears... Uh, well, no, uh, there's a press conference, remember, where people were really grilling him about it, and uh, he got emotional, and he's like, look, he's my friend, and I don't know. It's all online. <laughs> he's my friend. He's just a nice guy. He's just misunderstood. All right, so he puts a few people in the gulag, and the military is the biggest per capita in the world, bar none. All right. He's a nice guy. If you had hair like that, wouldn't you kill a few people? You'd be upset. Yeah. Um, if you like this show, which I think was all right today, but not a patch on last week, then you can download it from um, vinniewhite.co.uk. You can also go to newstalk1010.com and click on my face. Uh, this show will be up online with last week's tomorrow. I've been a bit delayed this week. I blame the trains. Always a pleasure, never a chore. See you next time.